The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to Coastal. I'm Pastor Chris, and we haven't already had a chance to meet yet. Glad that you're here. If you're watching online, uh, welcome as well. Uh, man, it's already been a great morning. Hey, really quickly, I just want to say thanks to everybody uh, who brought uh, candy um, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we were collecting candy for Oakland Elementary School for their trunk or treat, and man, they got so much. I think they have more candy than they've ever had before uh, for a trunk or treat, and uh, they've got uh, candy left over that they're going to be using for their, uh, I think it's called PBIS, has something to do with kids that behave well. They get to come and you know pick out a treat or something in their different classes and uh, throughout the week. And and uh, so I think we filled that uh, for the rest of the year almost. And uh, so anyway, uh, good job. We, we did that so the teachers did not have to. And uh, so we, I appreciate that. And also, I just want to thank everybody who has been bringing uh, toys and uh, supplies for Operation Christmas Child. Uh, there is a red insert inside your bulletin. Make sure you take that and wave it in the air as well today and uh, check out all the different things that uh, we're asking you to bring. And uh, you could pick up a blue coastal bag, uh, fill it up, bring it back uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, then we have our uh, setup uh, uh, for it on November the 15th, and then the packing party on Saturday morning uh, the 16th. But all the information is in there. Uh, there's also a yellow insert in your bulletin, and uh, this is for coastal kids. And uh, man, our coastal kids children's ministry is getting ready to explode this year. Uh, the, the phase two, that, or the, fa the first phase, what we're getting ready to do, phase one, um, really affects our children's ministry and future generations. We're going to totally remodel, uh, gut, and renovate our old existing building and add on to it. And it is going to be phenomenal. You go to our website, uh, forward slash Daring Faith, and uh, check out the little video. I think we're going to show that later today. Uh, but to, to keep keeping up with all of the growth in children's ministry, we need volunteers. And uh, so that's what this is. You can fill this out, fold it up, uh, drop it in the offering plate uh, later today. We had a lot of response last week. We could always use men, by the way. Uh, kids respond well to men. We got a lot of ladies who serve in uh, Coastal Kids, and they do an awesome, awesome job. Uh, but my wife tells me there's always a place for a guy, uh, more, more than you realize. So we'd love to sign you up and get you involved in that. Uh, raise your hand. Um, if you have ever had a garden, lived on a farm, or consider yourself having a green thumb. Raise your hand. Anybody? Okay, wow, quite, quite a few of you. Um, for those of you who've been here for any length of time, you know I do not. I do not have a green thumb. I have a black thumb. Uh, we don't grow a lot of things. We don't have a lot of plants. We kill them. Um, I, I've, you've heard this before. I only cut the grass for two reasons, shame and guilt. That is it. You know, when the neighbor does their yards, like, ah, oh, i got to cut my grass, you know. Now, there is some, you know, joy, a little bit of, you know, I don't know, it feels a little good because you can see a, an immediate result, but I just don't get energized from it. Now, a lot of you do, so I've got some great, great news for you today. The Bible actually compares our Christian journey to gardening. Uh, it does, over and over again, all throughout the Bible, Genesis 8.22, as long as the earth endures, there will be springtime and Harvest. In other words, there are laws of the universe for planting and harvesting. Galatians 6-7, do not be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. You will always what? Reap what you sow. Now, circle the word there, always. 
Always. In other words, it is a law of the universe. You can count on it. You can bank on it. So today, as a part of our Daring Faith series that we have been in, I want to challenge you. I want to dare you to plant in faith. I want us to talk about God's laws of the harvest, God's laws of sowing and reaping. Now, I realize that a lot of times when we, when we say the word sowing, uh, you might think of a needle and thread, but that's not the kind of sowing I'm talking about here. Now, before there was you know, farm equipment, people had to sow seed by hand. It was literally called broadcasting. You carried a bunch of seed in a sack, and you, as you walked across a field, you broadcast it, which, by the way, is where we get the term for broadcasting today, you know, for television and radio, because you're sowing seeds on a wide, wide range. It's not just planting one little seed at a time. You're broadcasting it. You're sowing it. The laws of sowing and reaping literally affect every area of your life, your relationships, your health, your finances, your career. Now, the laws that we're going to talk about today, they either are going to work for you or they will work against you. They are either going to hurt you or help you because the Bible you know, clearly teaches what you sow in life, you will reap. Now, the point that I want to make before we jump into these laws is this. Here's a principle. Whatever you need more of in life, you need to plant in faith. If you need more appreciation and encouragement, you need to start encouraging other people. Plant seeds of encouragement. If you feel like you need more talent, you know, more gifts and talents, then you need to use the talents that you do have and bless other people, and then God will give you more. If you need more time, if you need more money, if you need more energy, whatever you need more of in life, you need to plant in faith. Now, there's a lot of these laws, so we're going to hit some of them pretty quickly. Law number one, if you're taking notes, everything starts as a seed. Everything starts as a seed. That's the first law of the harvest. Uh, every idea started as a seed. Every, every dream, every achievement, every nation, right? America started as an idea, a seed idea of life, liberty, and what? The pursuit of happiness, our church started as a, a seed idea, a dream. Your, your life literally started as a seed. You know, when your father's seed was connected with your mother's egg, your life began. If any kids are in here today, your parents will explain that later, okay? So, literally everything that's living on planet Earth came from a seed. Now, what are we talking about when we're talking about planting a seed? So write this down. A seed is anything valuable that I give away. A seed is anything valuable that I give away. When you give away, give away praise and encouragement, there's value to that. When you give away advice, good advice, there's, there's value to that. When you give away your time, your money, when you give away your experiences to help other people and serve others, there's great value to that. So it all starts with a seed. Now, it could be time, money, appreciation, wisdom, energy. By the way, your words are seeds, Seeds that you, that you plant in people's minds, and they can grow and bear fruit. So guess what? You need to choose your words wisely, especially when you're talking to people that you love. You know, as you plant seeds of, of love in your, your children's heart, your husband, your wife, your friends, those are all seeds, and they will either work for you or against you. 
So, let me ask, what kind of seeds are you planting in your relationships? Are you, are you planting seeds of, of trust and truth or, honesty, or, or dishonesty, you know, deception? Are you planting seeds of kindness or seeds of bitterness and anger? Seeds that build up or seeds that tear down. Again, you will reap whatever it is you sow. Law number two, nothing happens until the seed is planted. Nothing happens until the seed is planted. It's got to be given away. In other words, go back to the, you know, the old school way of planting seed. It, it can't stay in the bag. It doesn't do any good there. In fact, Jesus used the same principle to explain why he came to die. Listen to this, John 12, 24. Jesus said, the truth is, a kernel of wheat, a seed, must be planted in the soil. Unless it dies, it will be alone, a single seed. But its death, listen to this, will produce many new kernels, a, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Guess what? That's, he's talking about you and me there. You and I are the harvest. You know, imagine, if you will, a farmer going to a feed store and buying a big old bag of seed for some crop that he's going to plant, but he puts it all in the barn and he leaves it there because he's afraid to plant it. And he says, oh, well, you know, I'm going to hold on to it. I, I might not have enough. Now, we would think that's absolutely crazy because we all know that seeds are meant to be planted. Now, what I'm saying today is that that planting and sowing seed is actually an act of faith. It's an act of faith because when I plant seed, I'm saying that I believe that something great is going to happen. It's an act of faith because you're actually giving away what you have. You're not selfishly holding on to it. You're giving it away because you know it's going to produce fruit. Planting seed is risky though, right? Because you can't see what's happening underneath the dirt. You know, when you plant a garden in your backyard, you don't go up every day and dig it up to see if it's growing, right? I mean, when you plant a seed, it's buried and it's covered and you don't know. I mean, you really can't see it. Is it growing? Is it not? Is it going to sprout? That's where the faith comes in. You know, what if it doesn't? You know, what if I give my seed away and nothing comes from it? It's an act of faith, a step of faith. Number three, law number three, when I have a seed, when I have a need, I should plant a seed. When I have a need in my life, I should plant a seed. You know, when a farmer looks out at the barren field, he doesn't gripe, right? He doesn't complain, oh my goodness, you know, I don't have any, any crops. You know, he doesn't, he just starts planting seed. And, and honestly, think about this for a second. He doesn't even pray about it. He plants seed. Now, let me explain. I'm not saying that prayer is not important, but follow this logic for a second. You know, the farmer could look out at the barren field and he could say, oh God, make my crop grow. Now what's the first thing God's going to ask him? Did you plant any seed? Well, no, but God, please make it grow. Let me tell you something. It ain't going to happen. you got to plant the seed. That's the law of sowing and reaping. Now, Let's, let's apply this to me and you. Let, let's just be real honest here for a second. You see, I think some of you have used prayer as an excuse. In other words, you think you're waiting on God, and you're not, because He's waiting on you. 
Some of you think you're, you're just waiting on God to miraculously provide a job or a miracle or a spouse or something you want. Many times God is waiting on you. He's waiting on you to start, you know, planting some seeds. When, when I have a need, I plant a seed. If you don't make a deposit, there is never going to be a return. So whatever I need more of, I've got to give it away. Listen, if you're tired all the time, if you need more energy, you're not going to want to hear this. You ready for this? Go for a walk. Get yourself in a gym. Guess what? You actually have to expend your energy. And I know logically we think this doesn't make sense, but it's true. Give away some of your energy, and guess what? You receive more energy. If you need more talent, you give away what you've got to get more talent. In other words, plant a seed. You know, volunteer, serve, show up this Saturday. Whatever you need more of, whatever it is, time, money, talent, give it away. It's the law of the universe. It's God's law. Number four, law number four, whatever I plant is what I will reap. It's the law of reproduction, okay? Whatever I plant, that's what I'm going to reap. If a farmer plants a field of beans, should he expect to get a watermelon? Of course not. He's going to get beans, you know? If I plant corn in the ground, what do you think I should expect? Corn. You're going to get whatever it is that you plant. That's the rule of the universe. Now, it either will work for you or it will work against you. You know, the farmer doesn't wonder or doubt what's going to grow because whatever I plant is what I'm going to reap. Now, again, it works both ways. Let me uh, share with you uh, some, some ne negative examples from the Bible. Again, whatever you dish out is what you're going to get back. Here's some ne negative examples. Job 4.8, my experience shows that those who plant trouble and cultivate evil will harvest the same. Proverbs 22.8, those who plant seeds of injustice will harvest disaster. Hosea 10.13, but you have planted wickedness, you have reaped evil. You have eaten the fruit of deception. And in Matthew 7, 2, whatever measure you use in judging others, it'll be used to measure how you are judged. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Now, here's some positive examples. Proverbs eleven eighteen: the wicked man earns deceptive wages, but he who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. Hosea 10, 12, plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of love. James 3, 18, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of goodness. Are you getting the idea that this is not some minor theme in the Bible? The law of the harvest. You are going to reap what you sow with your children, with your spouse, your health, your business, your finances, it'll either work for you or it'll work against you. You sow anger. You sow seeds of anger and strife in your home. That's what you're going to reap. You reap what you sow. You get exactly what you put out. I cannot sow irresponsibility and then reap success. You can't sow laziness and then reap reward. So everything starts with a seed. Nothing happens until the seed is planted. Whenever I have a need, I should plant a seed. Whatever I plant is what I'm going to reap. And number five, I always reap in a different season, in a different season than I sow. In other words, plants take time to grow. 
There is no such thing as instant growth. You know, you don't plant today and then this afternoon get the fruit, right? There's always a delay. That's true of anything that you plant in life, by the way. The Bible says this, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 2. There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under the sun, a time to plant and a time to harvest. In other words, there's a time to sow and a time to reap. And when you plant those seeds, you don't get that harvest back immediately. There's going to be a delay. You know, fruit, fruit ripens gradually. I read that a grapefruit can take anywhere from six months to two years to plant and ripen. Now, sure, you can, you know, speed up the process with chemicals, but you tell me, which tastes better, a store-bought tomato or a homegrown tomato from your backyard? Right. You know, they, they miss the flavor when you get in a hurry. But guess what? That's the problem. We are always in a hurry. We want instant everything. Instant success, instant growth, instant weight loss and health. Listen, anything worthwhile takes time. And that leads to law number six. So I must be patient and not give up. You know, as you're waiting on the seed that you planted, don't become impatient. Don't give up. You know, because you reap in a season that is going to be different than when you sowed. In fact, Galatians 6, 9 says this, one of my favorite passages. So don't get tired of doing what is good. You ever get tired of doing the right thing? I mean, I, I think that's exactly what he's telling us here, is that sometimes doing the right thing is hard. It's hard work. You get tired. In fact, he goes on. Don't get discouraged and give up. Why? For we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. We got to be patient. He says here, don't get tired. Don't get discouraged. Don't give up. There will be a, a harvest. Number seven, this is a big one. I always reap more than I sow. I always reap more than I sow. Again, this can work for you or it can work against you. This is the law of multiplication. And it's true of every seed that you plant. In other words, one little seed doesn't bring you back one little seed in return. Right? No, with that one little seed, you grow a plant or a fruit or vegetables or a tree, think about it, that potentially has hundreds or thousands of seeds in return. You reap more than you sow. In fact, in the parable of the soils, Jesus said the same thing, Mark 4, 8. Still other seed fell on fertile soil and produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as been, had been planted. So again, this will work for you or against you. It kind of depends on what kind of seed you're planting. If you're always planting seeds of negativity and gossip, you're going to reap that. You plant criticism, you're going to reap a lot more criticism. In fact, I will say that there is an exponential potential in every seed that you plant. 
exponential potential. Somebody once said, anybody can count the seeds in an apple, but only God can count the apples in a seed. Because one little seed, positively or negatively, can produce an awful lot. So, number eight, I increased my harvest by planting more seed. I always increase my harvest, my harvest potential, by planting more seed. This is the law of proportion. Proportion, that we always reap in proportion to what we sow. In fact, Paul, the Apostle Paul in, in the Bible, in the New Testament, says exactly that. 2 Corinthians 9, listen to this. Remember this, whoever sows how? Sparingly. Will reap how? Sparingly. And whoever sows generously will reap how? Generously. So, each one should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly, not under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So you know what this verse says? Guess what? You get to choose. You get to choose how big the harvest is going to be in your life. Basically, God is saying, you get to, you get to choose how I am going to bless your life. You know, don't blame anybody else. You get to choose how much God is going to bless your life. He says, you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. You sow generously, you will reap generously. That is the word of God. It's the law of the universe. And it applies to every area of your life. Number nine, the more seed I plant, the more God will give me. This is amazing. The more seed I plant, the more I give away, the more God blesses me so that I can keep being a blessing. In other words, God is actually looking for people to bless, but he is looking for generous people. He's looking for givers. He doesn't look for stingy people. He, he, he's looking for givers to bless. He basically looks down on the earth, you know, and he's going, hey, is there anybody on planet earth that wants to be like me, who wants to be generous, you know, who wants to be unselfish, who wants to think of other people. Is there anybody here who will trust me? Because he's looking for people to use. And he blesses people who are generous so that, by the way, he does that. This is not about you, by the way, or me. It's, he, he blesses people who are generous so that they can keep giving and keep being generous. It's the law of the universe. The Bible says it like this. Back to 2 Corinthians, the next verse, verse 10. For God who gives seed to the farmer to plant. Okay, again, here's the same analogy. And later on, good crops to harvest to eat, listen to this, will give you more and more seed to plant and will make it grow. Why? For yourself, to selfishly hold on to? No, so that you can give away more and more fruit from your harvest. Now, actually, that verse in the Bible, it specifically is talking about being generous with your money. That's what God says. But it affects every area of your life. Number 10, I plant by faith, not by my feelings. I plant by faith, not by my feelings. This is so important. Listen, when a farmer gets up early, early, early in the morning, you know, to, to work the farm, does the farmer always expect to feel good about working on the farm? I don't think so. 
Why? Because it's hard work. I mean, if a farmer only worked his crops when he felt like it, I don't think a lot would get done. My guess is he doesn't always want to get up early. He doesn't always want to plant and weed and all the things that go along with farming. He does what he doesn't always feel like doing. And he, he plants even when he doesn't feel like it. And guys, this is a lesson we've all got to learn. You and I are not supposed to live by our feelings. We're not supposed to be mastered by our moods. And yet we are. We are. We're supposed to live by faith. You know, let, let me give you a little pastoral confession here. You ready for this? I don't always feel like being nice to you. <laughs> sometimes I want to be a jack leg. You know, sometimes I want to be cranky. You know, sometimes I just want to say, will you please leave me alone? Sometimes I don't want to be kind. Sometimes I don't feel like being generous. Sometimes I don't feel like giving people hope. Sometimes I don't always feel like preaching. <laughs> but I don't live by my feelings. I live by faith. Sometimes I plant when I'm tired. Sometimes I plant when I'm distracted. Sometimes I plant when I'm annoyed, when I'm stressed out. Sometimes I plant when I'm in deep, deep grief. But I move ahead in faith, in spite of my feelings, trusting and expecting God to act. Psalm 126 says this, those who plant in tears. What's he talking about there? Sometimes life is hard, but we don't walk by our feelings. We live by faith. He says, those who plant in tears will, will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed. Ever been there? Ever done that? But they sing as they return with the harvest. Guess what though? The harvest is a different season than the planting. But sometimes we still, we just keep planting, even in tears, knowing that we will reap in joy. Listen, God's going to call you to make a sacrifice. Money, sure. But more than that, your time, your gifts and talents, your experiences, your home, your car, your stuff. And you're going to say from time to time, but I don't feel like it. And you know what? You're going to miss the blessing. You're going to miss the harvest that God wants to give you and work through you. We plant by faith, not by feelings. And finally, Number 11, the best time to plant is right now. The best time to plant is right now. You know, don't wait for a better time. But we, we do that, don't we? I mean, we, we live by this when and then thinking, don't we? You know, 
Well, when my finances are in order, then I'll start tithing. You know, when I win the lottery, we're going to really, we're going to build that church. When I win the lottery, right? When I get a better job, I'll do so and so. When I get married, when we have children, when the children get older, when things settle down, when I retire, then, whatever it is, then I'll, you know, have a devotional life, then I'll get serious about my relationship with God, then I'll serve, then I'll pick up some stuff for Operation Christmas, Christmas Child. No. No, you won't. You know, this next verse, man, you ought to put this everywhere in your home. Put it on your, your dash, put it on your refrigerator. Listen to this, Ecclesiastes 11.4. If you wait for perfect conditions, what? You will never get anything done. If you wait for perfect conditions, you're never going to get anything done. So, the best time to plant is when? Now. Now. Perfection paralyzes your potential. Did you hear that? Perfection paralyzes your potential. One of these days is none of these days. That's the truth. Start now. Start today. Start planting seed. You know, in two weeks, we have our Daring Faith Commitment Sunday where we are asking our church to bring your largest sacrificial offering and commitment in the history of our church. You're not going to want to miss it. Guess what? God did not bring you here to Coastal for you to watch history happen. You know, to see what everybody else is going to do. He brought you here to make history happen through you. So let me ask you a question. What are you going to do about today's message? What are you going to do? Listen, if you don't like the kind of life that you are reaping, if you don't like the kind of life you are living, if you don't like your health, your job, your finances, your relationship, your marriage, listen to me. Change the way you're planting. Change the way you're planting. And guess what? Let me say this about your marriage. I've said this if not once a million times. The grass is not greener on the other side of the fence. The grass is greener where you water it. If you don't like the life that you have, change the way you are planting. If you have a need in any area, plant a seed and start now. Start today. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, pray this prayer. Bow, this head, bow your heads right now. Just every head bowed, every eye closed. And, you know, today, whatever that area of your life is that you feel like you're not living to your very best for God, not living to your full potential in Christ, pray this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, help me to practice the laws of the harvest. Help me to plant good seed in abundance in every area of my life. And Father, help me to be patient and realize that I reap in a season different than the one that I sow in. Help me to remember that I always reap more than I sow and that I can increase 
my harvest by planting more seed. The more I plant, the more you will give me and bless me so that I can be even more generous and a blessing to the world around me. Father, help us all not to live by our feelings, but to walk by faith, to trust you. Help us all to realize that the very best time to plant is right now. And listen, if you have never opened your life to Jesus Christ, listen, the Bible says, I just read it earlier, that Jesus, He gave His life. In fact, He was buried, just like a seed. But He rose again. He came back to life so that He could bear much fruit. Listen, potentially He's talking about you there. He wants to welcome you into His family. And He wants to do that now, today. And if you are here and you are ready to come home, it is not about you cleaning your life up. It's not about you uh, being religious. It's not about church attendance. It's about faith. That's what we've been talking about. It's about trust. It's about putting your faith in God, in Jesus, in what He did for you, what He accomplished through His death, burial, and resurrection. And if you are ready to walk out of here forgiven and brand new with a purpose for every day and a promised home in heaven, just pray something like this right here and right now. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today I admit it. I, I humbly come before you and admit that I have made a mess of things. I have gone my own way. But today I turn away from that and I turn toward your way. Father, I believe, as much as I know how, as much as I understand, in fact, God, I, it's just a small, small seed of faith, but I am trusting that you're saying that that is enough. I put that small seed of faith in Christ. As much as I understand, as much as I know how, I believe. I believe he went to the cross for me. I believe he died for my sin. I believe he rose again, and he is alive. And now, Father, as much as I understand and know, I simply want to live for Jesus. I want to become more and more like you see me right here and now, completely forgiven and brand new, wiped clean. We love you, Father. We pray all these things today in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.